So in the Bible, it's on page 1177, Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 20. The armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and, after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled round your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kind of, kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. This is the word of the Lord. Well, we've been uh, talking the last few weeks about uh, being clothed with power, and particularly, we've been using this passage in Ephesians, where uh, the image that Paul uses is that of a soldier. Uh, and Paul tells us, as we just heard David read, that um, we're engaged in a battle, that there is warfare going on around us. And uh, it's not a battle against people, it's not against flesh and blood, it's not against that sort of thing. The battle that's being spoken of here is a spiritual battle. And, uh, and, and Paul says it this way this morning uh, in this passage is that it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Evil will come against us. Evil exists in the world. There are spiritual forces that exist, and those things are, are at war with God. And there is no way that we escape engagement in and involvement in this battle in some way. So Paul says that when the day of evil comes, when the moment comes, when the time comes, that those things that bring oppression, those things that bring fear, those things that bring uh, deception, those things that war against the, the Spirit of God, when those things come against us, it's necessary that we be prepared that we be clothed to be ready for that day. And so the clothing that he talks about here is, is spiritual clothing because the battle is spiritual and it, it's unavoidable. So this, he begins to talk to us about spiritual clothing, things that we prepare ourselves with for when the day comes. We, talked, uh, we started off talking about the belt of truth and we, when we talked about the belt of truth, it it. it we were talking about how that deals with our identity, the truth of who we are, the truth of who God is and who God's created us to be. And last week, Andy was sharing with us about uh, the, um, the breastplate of righteousness, 
that we are protected not because we are righteous, not because we do the right things. We're protected because God is righteous, and he takes his righteousness and he clothes us in that righteousness. And today we come to feet. Feet are funny things, aren't they? (laughs) Uh, Particularly, Paul uses the imagery of shoes. He says that if we're going to be prepared, we need something on our feet. We need, you know, shoes shoes are those things that Um, They are that sort of place of connection between us and the ground or whatever we're standing on. It's really hard to be sure-footed if we don't have shoes that are appropriate for the conditions. Years ago, um, uh, Shelly and I were getting ready to move to the mountains, and I realized I didn't have any boots. that I I needed boots if I was going to live in the mountains, something that I could be hiking in and that sort of thing, and there was lots of rough terrain around us. And so I uh, went to the store, and I I bought a pair of uh, really nice boots. I mean, I love, they were really nice-looking boots, and they were, they were Nikes, and they were brand-new sort of design and everything, and they had this real rugged um, sort of, like, V-shaped sort of triangles as, for, the, uh, for the sole of the shoe. And uh, we moved to the mountains, and I, I would wear them and hike in them and everything, and everything was really great. They were great until it snowed. And one day I walked out into the snow in my boots, and as I walked out, um, I was sort of on a bit of an incline, sort of going at an angle, and all of a sudden I planted my feet and started walking, and I just started sliding to the side. Because as nice as the the sort of grip was, the grip didn't have any, there was no traction going sideways whatsoever. It was just this sort of, this V's that sort of all the way up, and there was no cut or anything that gave you any traction. So if you walked straight forward on the snow, you were fine. But if you were off just a little bit, you just went, ooh, like this. And all of a sudden, I went from being very sure-footed to being very unstable in the snow, and I would walk in my boots, and I'd just like be sliding all around. Paul says that if we're going to be prepared for spiritual battle, it matters what we have on our feet. Because we need to be able to be sure-footed. In fact, the image he gives us is that the battle that we're engaged in, we're called to stand, to take defensive posture, that attack is going to come and we have to be able to stand. And we have to, in order to be able to stand, we have to be sure-footed. And what Paul says about being sure-footed is that we need to put on our feet the gospel of peace, the good news of peace. And just quickly this morning, three ways that we experience the gospel of peace. Three ways we wrap our feet in the peace and the good news that God brings to us. The first is that we have peace with God. This battle that we're engaged in is against, as I said earlier, the forces that want to come against God's rule and God's reign and his authority in the world around us. And there usually, in most of us, there rages a battle. In fact, in all of us, there rages a battle. And that is a battle with God, the creator of the universe. And God said that he came to reconcile us to himself through Jesus Christ. And it is through the person of Jesus Christ that we are reconciled to God and we can live at peace with God. That's that the ultimate core of the good news of the message and the gospel of peace is that we do not have to live our lives at war with the creator of the universe, but we have the opportunity to live at peace with the one who made us. 
the one who made all things. And so we're, we, we clothe ourselves with, and our feet with this peace that we have through the person of Jesus Christ that we can be at peace with God. Well, the other area that we need peace in is peace with ourselves. I think so many times as followers of Jesus, actually much of our wrestling, much of our internal life is, is that there are things within us that we find ourselves not at peace with ourselves. We find ourselves wrestling, saying I, I, there are things I want to do and I don't do and things I don't want to do and I do do. And Paul acknowledges that and so we, we wrestle with, with being at peace even within our own lives and our own selves. Paul tells us as well that um, he says that we, we can live lives of anxiety too, anxious. Anxious because of all the things around us, all the things going on. And Paul says this, that if we will take those things, those places of anxiety in our lives, and we'll cast them on the Lord, if we'll take them to the Lord in prayer, that if we will commit them into his hands, if we will let go of them and give them over to him, he says this, he says that we will have a peace that passes all understanding, a peace that we can't comprehend where it came from. Because instead of being wrestling with our own selves, we can find ourselves at peace with ourselves because of who God is and what Jesus has done for us. Well, lastly, and in closing, is we have an opportunity to be at peace with our neighbor. Paul somewhere else uh, later on will say this as well, that we have this opportunity, he calls us to live at peace with our neighbor, but I love that he says, as much as it has to do with us. Because as you know, I'm guessing that maybe you've had a neighbor from time to time that hasn't been so easy to live at peace with. We can't control them and their actions and their behaviors and all of those sorts of things, but what we can do is we can choose how we respond. We can choose how we present ourselves. We can choose how we interact. And so as much as it is up to us, if we have peace with God and we're at peace within ourselves, we can, as much as it's up to us, live at peace with our neighbor. Paul earlier in Ephesians put it this way, talking about peace. He said that Jew and Gentile, in his world, the, the two polar extremes, he said, could be reconciled through Jesus. How much more can we be reconciled with our neighbors because of what God's done for us? And so that's what he calls us to wrap around our feet so that we can be sure-footed, so that we can be secure in where we stand, so that when evil and things come against us, we can stand firm because of the peace that God has given to us. So I would just ask you today as we close, just wonder today in your own hearts, not asking for a response or anything, but just in your own heart, where, is, where are you struggling with peace right now? Is it peace with a neighbor? Is it peace with a friend or family member or somebody you know that you, the relationship you know is not a peaceful one at the moment? Is, is the place that you're longing for peace right now within yourself? within the battle of your own mind, coming to peace? Or maybe this morning, the place where you recognize the need for peace is you recognize that there's something within you that is fighting against the creator of this universe. 
and it's peace with God that you need the most today. Today, I just want to encourage you. Peace is available. He is the God of all peace. And the message is there is good news. The good news of the peace that God's given to us. Amen.